everybody. Welcome to the Unsung Gamers Podcast. It's your boy, Budded Biscuits, a.k.a. James. And tonight, we have a new guest with us tonight. But first of all, let's kick it off with some of our good hosts here. We got Shadow Alchemist X, a.k.a. Jose. See, I like this intro better than last week. <laughs> I'm feeling better now, man. <laughs> I told you, I had allergies last week, man. <laughs> also, sniping people from the rooftops. Watch out. Watch out, ladies. It's Phantom Recon, a.k.a. Rico. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Sorry I wasn't on the show last uh, last uh, last week for most of the episode. I was having internet issues. I needed to switch from dial-up. <laughs> and also, creeping out of his treasure cave, we got the Red Dragon. What's up, y'all? How's it going? So, I'm going to go ahead and let our guest introduce himself. His tax documents know him as Michael. But we shall get to know him as the turtle. Good evening. I'm uh, coming at you from my closet this afternoon. So uh, it's like required reading for my kids. I got my excellent uncle game. It's this game called Mario, and that was it. So I, I love old retro games. I do my best on the newer games, but I'm usually having to be carried and revived by everybody else. I don't mind. It goes along with the, the tag of turtle for sure. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds a little bit like me. Uh, I'm not the best, but hey, I, I'm in there to have a good time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's all about. Probably so, saves the world. That's all that matters, right? That's true. <laughs> so I, I know you mentioned that you like retro games. So I, I actually, uh, speaking of that, I, I actually built my own arcade uh, cabinet uh, with all the retro games on there from Atari all the way up to Super Nintendo. That's excellent. Yeah, I'm knocking on your door for sure. <laughs> uh, it's a real, it's a real crowd pleaser with it. Uh, my my brother and sister in law always come over. My my wife and my sister in law they're always playing against each other because when they were little they would compete in uh, was it uh, Doctor Mario like the its version of Tetris. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So whenever they come over, they're always playing each other, and and I I enjoy it because like now I mean it makes me more prideful that i built this uh and a shout out to johnny five he's the one who inspired me to build one he's he has like his own literally his own arcade in his basement and uh when i went to go visit him he kind of inspired me i was like after playing on his like i i have to build one of these it's it's like a must like it and it's pretty awesome i love it hell yeah man uh whenever i'm over there my boys they're always jumping on that thing playing old school mario and mega man and that Raiden tread, yep. All that old school, cause he he's got it set up where like, yeah, he's got the little the little stick with the little buttons on there, like an arcade. Oh yeah, yeah, you can match those buttons up. It's fantastic. Yeah, so yeah. turtle, let me let me ask you a question. So you coming from I guess my generation, uh, probably a little bit younger than me, but <laughs> we, we 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 won't go into ages. Um, do you do you would you consider games today more difficult now? Or were they more difficult back then, you know, growing up on the Sega, Nintendo, or uh, a Super Nintendo, or even further, like the the old retro games? Like, what do you, which, what do you think is it more difficult? That's a good question. I think uh, my son is, he's great because of video games. He would show me this YouTube video about how uh, Super Mario t- teaches us without teaching us, because the first 
uh, Super Mario Brothers, they don't give you directions. They don't even say which button to jump. There's no words. You just play. And so you learn. Uh, yeah. And you have to just go for it. And then I remember we would go to school or church and we'd be talking to other kids and saying, oh, but I got to this other level and now you got to do this. And it was all by word of mouth. I tried to explain that to my son too, of how the you get the little Easter eggs and secret one-ups and stuff in that Super Mario's, but uh, only by telling, you know, hearing it from other people. I guess you could read it in a book or something, but there was no, you couldn't just look up a walkthrough or watch a long play. And so I think back then it was harder because you was all kind of learning curve, but you did kind of learn it all eventually. Uh, these days you'll you'll play modern games and they kind of walk you through it. They'll tell tell you which buttons to press, but then it's kind of up to you to customize your play style. So it kind of comes in both ways. But I do feel like once you, if you, especially if you started on old games, you're pretty quick to pick up a new game. And they feel yeah. less hard, but maybe that's just from playing games the whole time. Maybe it just feels less hard. Because I know that you were saying your wife plays on that arcade machine. Anytime we get my my wife to try and play a game, it does feel hard for her because she, she doesn't game much. So she is like doing that whole, from what we've done from the beginning of the whole learning curve every time she picks up the controller, you know? Yeah, and you know... Gonna... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so... So we all pretty much all grew up in the same era of gaming here. Yeah. So were you one of those people that kept like the notebooks full of passwords? No, but we stumbled on, I actually, I ended up with one of those, um, it's like a little phone book looked like you could keep in your, your backpack for Sega games, but I didn't even have a Sega. And I don't know, I forget where I got it, but I told my friend, bring your Sega over because this is going to change everything. Uh, yeah. he, he showed me this game that he had that, my parents wouldn't let us play, but he had it. So he brought it over. It's called Mortal Kombat. I knew it. I knew it. I was thinking that when you were talking about it. We pulled out that book, and I was like, here's how you do all the moves. Here's all the fatalities. And he was like, I've never, I've never seen them. And it was it was fun. Hell yeah. See, that was, it's like I tried to show my son a game that we uh, had to have passwords to, to uh, save our progress. AKA Mega Man. Mega Man, yeah. Lost Vikings. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, how's this work? It's like, we got to remember passwords, boy. Passwords. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Boober. Yeah, right. <laughs> get, your, get your cane and get out of here. <laughs> Dude, I feel like Cranky Kong from Doggy Kong Country. That's us, bro. That's us, bro. We didn't have six terabyte six terabyte hard drives. <laughs> Rock, rocking back in that rocking chair, just shaking that stick at him. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, no, I, I guess the one thing for me that I always remember that I think is like the most difficult part is uh, the the fact that when you, once you play a game back then, you know, the old games we played on, there was no way to save your game. You had to play it right. all the way through. <laughs> Where, oh, 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 God forbid the lights go out. Oh, yeah. Or oh. your mom and dad are like, you spent like three hours on this. Get off. Oh, God. No, uh, don't get me started. Don't do it. No, no. Don't get me started off Final Fantasy 1 on the 8 bit Nintendo where you had to <laughs> hope it saved. Right. You had to hold, still had to hold the reset button and then push the power button. And I hope <laughs> to God it saved. Man, speaking of hope, I remember there were some games that, like, you know, once you get to a certain point, it would give you these codes so that you can start yeah. off where you left off. But sometimes you you 
probably forget one code or one piece and you're like, which one was it? No. Yeah. I right. <laughs> yeah. Cause my, my experience too, uh, a little different cause we had, we had a regular Nintendo entertainment system and it had like four games, six games. But then when I was, geez, I think when I was seven or eight, we moved to South Africa. And when we got oh, there, cool. we couldn't, we could, it was like different wiring. Like you couldn't use the American plugs. So we left our Nintendo in the States and we had to save up our money to buy like a super Famicom because they were all, you know, imported from Japan. Yeah. Wow. So some of our games weren't even in English. Even if we got the same one, you know, we had to get the Japanese version top loaded. Yeah. And then, then sometimes those were corrupted. So like we had uh GI Joe. And that one is one where you would load with uh, passwords, but they were not always accurate. Like you would even, we even oh, had yes. just little notebooks full of codes and uh, uh, you put it back what we thought was perfect word for word and it wouldn't work. It's devastating. Uh, that was the first one or was it the second one? Because I think the first um, one had, because the Atlantis factor uh, was is is uh, the one that was all kind of buggy, and I, no one yes. knew why. It was like it's the same freaking game. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. It was the Atlantis factor because uh, I guess maybe it wasn't just the fact that it was the uh, the Japanese imports. It just was buggy. And what's sad is that game is worth so much money now. I'm like, why? That game sucked, right? Yeah. My son was asking me about that. Where's all those games you used to have? We moved around so much that I'm like, I really want to get Oh, yeah. Hey, so how did you get started in the gaming? What was your first, like, memory of, of gaming? Oh, sheesh. Good question. That Dave. is a good question. <laughs> um, I want to say I saw Pong first. So we lived in we lived in Iowa in a little farmhouse, and we went over to these people's house, and their grandpa pulled out the Atari and they were playing Pong, and my dad's like, oh, man, that's great, because when he was, like, in high school, he worked at Sears or whatever, and they put him on the new counter selling this new video game to people, and he had to try to convince people to buy an Atari machine and put it in their living room like it would be worth the money. So he stood there and just played Pong all day to try and show people that it was fun. And he had trouble, he had, yeah, he had trouble getting people to come over and try it or be like, why would I buy this for my kid? And uh, it's fun because they're like, you didn't keep one or you didn't get one as an employee or how come we don't have a phone? <laughs> so I think I think we had some of this fun that day at those people's house that he ended up getting us a computer. Uh, it was a, I forget which one, but it was a Tandy. And you would throw these, these discs in and we, I mean, it was all new. My dad didn't really even know how to use it, but he knew more than us. And one of those games he put in was called Fexter. You're this robot that just runs around, and you can also turn into like a spaceship, like transforms. And it blew our small minds. We were like, this, this is everything we never knew we wanted. <laughs> and then we played that as much as we could, but we couldn't work the computer if he wasn't home, so we didn't know how to play video games. And then I don't know if my uncle heard out of, heard about it or what, but. He bought us a Nintendo Entertainment System, the one Christmas, and then it was, yeah. and it was, that was something we could run. It was like a little computer we knew how to do. So it, it came with Super Mario Bros, but it was that triple triple 
cartridge, the Super Mario Bros. Duck Hunt, and uh, ah, yes, those are like sports one. Yeah. No, oh yeah, that was dude, that was like one of the last. It was like that was one of the, like the later later models. That's awesome. Track yeah. and field was fun. Track and field, man. Never had the never had the pad though because we never had the room for the pad. But but I was was jealous of people that had the pad and and you like it made the whole track and field like running one a lot easier than right. the A and B back and forth. Yep. Yeah, we had the pad, but it was one of those where our uncle just kind of gave us all this stuff in a box and was like, "Here you go, kids." And so, of course, we we gravitated towards Mario. But I, I remember it was yeah. a little while before my brother's like, okay, let's plug in this pad and see what it's about. And then after a while, he was like, hey, if you don't step on it, you can go faster. If you just sit in front of it on the ground and just slap it with your hands, A, B, A, B, A, B. So the, and it was just like a drum game. We were just slapping the floor. Um, but we had a lot of fun with the two of us. Uh, oh man, one winning, one NES game. I wish I can go back and play right now. I can tell you right now. Now that we're talking about NES games, I want to go back and play the Adventures of Bayou Billy. I want to play it with with with, with both the controller and the zapper. It was one of the oh, yeah. games that they you had to switch between uh, uh, like a shooting and a driving and a platforming. This is awesome. Yeah, that that had a lot of stuff. I I uh, I only found out about that after we were done with our our first Nintendo. We didn't have a zapper anymore, but I was like, that's. I wish we had had that game because our other uncle heard about that we had a Nintendo now and he bought us Operation Wolf where you could use the controller or the wrapper. And it was nice. like the first person. Oh, I loved Operation Wolf. Damn. Yes, oh. oh, man, that, that. Oh, you bring it back memories for him. That's the first time I, I played a game and was like, I am bad at this. Like Mario, like felt like it was forgiving. You could feel yourself progressing, but I just. I felt defeated by Operation Wolf. Like, I was like, there's no way I'll see the second level. Yeah, that's yeah, impossible. Like, yeah, it's it's like halfway to that first level, they start getting cheap. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then just, they just pile it on. The difficulty really spikes. I go a lot. I have no idea what game you guys are talking about. That That's, uh, that's before my time. Uh, <laughs> I got lucky with this because my brother was older, uh, uh, so like a lot of the games he borrowed from his friend down the street, and so so we had to play like because like he had like almost like every game you can imagine. Like I remember like when when the Super Nintendo came out, like he like my brother had just got his Super Nintendo with no games, but his friend came over with like a burlap sack full of Super Nintendo games, like Final Fight. Uh, Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, just a bunch of just games, and like and it was the same thing with the NES, and like we always had something we could play. Like, like I remember when we spent like two weeks playing Willow. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I the Super Nintendo we kind of missed, so we played a bunch of Super Famic or uh, just regular you know NES or Famicom. It, when we were living in South Africa and the Super Nintendo came out, but I didn't get one until I think I I think I found it at a like a secondhand store, still in the box. Nice. And I, I nice. A couple, I, I had like three cartridges for it, and they weren't in the stores over in Africa. So then I was so excited, brought it back to the states. The next time we went back, and it was the Japanese wiring; it wouldn't work over here. So I was defeated. Mm, again, but then because it was Japanese, like you could use both the NTSC and the PAL ones, like the two different cartridges. 
because uh, I didn't yeah. know that the cartridges I was buying over there, I couldn't use on my friend's machines over here. So I was glad I had the machine. I just had to figure out how to wire it. And then it was one of those lost the time. My son's like, where's your super Nintendo? Yeah, before those things, yeah, guys, before you could really find adapters freely to kind of switch these over. Right. But, I mean, I, I think the only thing I've ever imported, uh, and it was my brother who really imported it, it was a Japanese wrestling game called Virtual Pro Wrestling for the N64. So nice. that was like the only like import game I ever had anything with it. It took forever to get here. So I can only imagine how it would have been for like component parts. Yeah, yeah, it was strange. I did a little hunt over the summer when we were back in the States. I finally got the Super Nintendo to work. It was funny because my brother, I mean, he likes video games too. He got me into it, but he he, he had a Super or a Nintendo 64 before we got a Super Nintendo. So I was I was feeling retro even back then. I was looking for the Super Nintendo cartridges while he was trying to get the new 64 games. Nice. Hey, well, cool, man. You have a lot, a lot of cool stories about video games, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, uh, it's been a fun time. Yeah, okay. Well, and I guess before we move forward, one more question. I think it's the question, a very popular question to ask all video gamers to you. What is the greatest video game of all time? Say it. Say it. It's got to be Legend of Zelda. Which one, though? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening? Oh. I didn't know there was a Legend of Zelda for NES because, again, we were in a different country. I didn't know there was one for Super Nintendo, right? The the Link to the Past. And so my first Zelda game was Link's Awakening. I found it, again, in a second-hand store in the box. I don't know how much how, how much that would be worth now. But by then, I had a Game Boy Color, so I popped that in. It had, you know, four colors because it was trying to, like, upgrade the old Game Boy game. And I just got lost. I was like, man, this is, again, everything I didn't know I wanted. That's funny. Your first Zelda game was like the, was a, was a love passion project. That's awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of like that. That's cool. And that's funny because like, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a dad and a gamer and I try to get my kids into it. And I showed my son Zelda, I think too early and he wasn't into it. He was still wanting platformers or racing games or shooters. And then this year, he's, he told me, I think it's going to be my goal to upgrade every Zelda game. So he started. And I'm like, man, I couldn't be more proud of you, kid. Good <laughs> luck on your journey, little one. Yeah. It's dangerous to go alone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he doesn't need to know about the Philip CD ones, okay? He just doesn't need to know about that. Too bad he has the internet now. He just watched a YouTube video about that. And he was yeah, like, well, I could give it to people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's I would rather watch the '80s uh, cartoon uh, Legend of Zelda than watch those Philips CD ones. Not the saying ones the cartoon was bad, but the acting is a lot better. The ones that yeah. pop up in the middle of those those Mario Brothers shows, yep. the live. Yeah, my my kids watch that and they love it. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> well, that's that, that's that's super cool. And not is it. That one of your favorite? Isn't that your favorite Zelda game, or was it Link to the Past? I forgot. Link. It was Link to the Past. It was this okay, Nintendo okay. game. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Well, for me, I I, sh I do like Ocarina of Time. So I mean, I guess oh, yeah. Zelda is still, you know, even now with the new game out. Like, actually, I just got it right now. I'm I'm going through it right now. Oh yeah. Uh, so how's that? How's that? I mean, so far with no spoilers. I mean, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. I'm I'm 
uh, but I guess, I guess the, here, here's the tough thing, I guess, and maybe I'll might, uh, tears of the kingdom, understand. Tears of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, to the tears of the kingdom. Is that like as much as I really want to explore everything and put the hours into the game, I mean, I'm getting to a point where like I'm getting more busy with adult stuff, you know, work and uh, right. you know, you know, going to kids stuff and all that. And uh, I'm like, man, I'm I'm either I either a need to hurry up and beat this game so I can make time for everything else, you know, adult stuff, or take a take a knock. At, at life and just enjoy this game and put hours and hours on it, which like I, I can't do anymore, like like how I used to. And so I'm 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 gonna have, have a dilemma, where like I could either beat the game really fast but not enjoy the entire game, like I have when I was younger, or you know take take a hit in my adult life. You know maybe I miss something here, or maybe I'm, or or God forbid like something at work or something. Um, right. And uh, and it could just because like I I concentrate too much on playing video games, but. I mean, I'm I'm still a gamer at heart. I I'll, I'll make time for it, but it, it's getting more difficult the older I get <laughs> to to play all these games that I loved uh, when I was little. And that's a problem too. Times. Well, this this year truly, I, I I it's the first year I I got uh, what's the other one, Breath of the Wild. I hadn't played it until now, and we were just holding out. We we're like, it'll get cheaper. It'll get cheaper. Wait till they release the next Zelda game, then it'll get cheaper. And they released the one that has all the DLC. And I hadn't played the the Breath of the Wild until this year, and I was missing out for sure. Because, Bro. like you said, it's, it's the Zelda game we wish we had when we were kids, because then you had time to just immerse yourself. Yeah, yeah, and and like I, I guess like I never knew. Like I mean, back then the games we played. I mean, we uh, to me, like, uh, I'll tell my brother. I just finished playing. Uh, now, to, uh, correct me how I say it. Omnisha, uh Onimusha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nando, did oh, I say it right? Nando, like encyclopedia of video games. Nando, did I say that right? No, you didn't. And you know, it's been twenty years. At some point, you might accidentally <laughs> say it right. So how, how do you how do you say it then? Onimusha. The way there it is. Said it. Okay, so so I, I I recently just played that again because I played that like back then. This game came out like in the early two thousands, I think, or in mid two thousands. Yeah. And like, I had no idea. It's only six hours long. And I remember playing it. I just to me it just felt a lot longer. But now the games we have now, man, they they go into the fifties, eighties, sometimes over a hundred hours, if not more. Right. Um. It's, it's it's crazy. But but it's also because of the worlds they build. I mean, you just get you get lost in it. Like it, literally. Like we're getting to the point where it's gonna become uh what's called Ready Player One type of um, yeah. type of world. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See. Um, well, you know, with all these open world games you got coming out nowadays, everything's open world. You know, you talk about Grand Theft Auto, Zelda, uh, Ghost Tsushima. Uh, there's a whole bunch of open world games out here nowadays that it gives you so much content on the side of the of the main missions. And so, you know, being older and you know being a grown up, you got responsibilities, like you said, and you can't just like sit sit and get lost into a game like you could before i mean you either lose sleep and you're staying up which is which is what i do okay stay up play these games because then i just can't let it go but you know so many games coming out and they're all so good in their own ways and i just want to be able to enjoy all of them but you, you just can't okay right hey i mean dude i do like i totally get that i really do i mean uh i'm lucky enough to to be able to be in a position where 
to where I can play Zelda during during my downtimes. Uh, but like I've had to take a break of it because I've been trying to get my streaming equipment up and running, which I did a test stream the other day to make sure my equipment's running good. Thanks again, Jose, for popping in. No um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so I'm back to running again. If Amazon doesn't screw me over, I'll be I'll be playing a Street Fighter Six this Friday. Uh, so I'll be playing yeah. it's not like open world so we kind of try to get back into something <laughs> linear right yeah. and that's the, and that's the that's the good thing about those kind of games like the ones you just jump in for like what 20-30 minutes and then you're out you know you still have a really good time with those those are the ones you're you know trying to lean towards now oh yeah, yeah. like uh, it's like I'm like it's like I'm beyond excited for the Street Fighter 6 it feels like it's going going straight back to roots and uh, cause I played the demo and I loved it I loved the demo I played the demo I played the hell out of it so I'm like I'm I'm excited for this. So we'll see how everything goes. Hopefully Amazon will deliver it on time and I'll be able to play it and uh, and then I can hop back into Zelda. <laughs> yeah. And side note, my girl Chun Li looking good. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody looks good in that. Like Dallas scene looks awesome. Cami has a new outfit. Uh, uh, Ryu's looking like a hobo. <laughs> yeah, you know, go, go, going back to I guess uh, the, I guess time as you get older. To find time playing video games and I, I had this conversation with a doctor like I, I was talking to him and uh we're just having a conversation about video games so you know I, I was surprised you know I came across a doctor that likes playing video games uh because he was telling me like hey, uh we're talking I was bringing up something about PlayStation I was gonna play PlayStation when I get home and it's like oh do you have that new God of War game I'm like oh yeah I, I should just got it he was just telling me like man I wish I could play it but you know it's just hard to find time to, to, to play that game and I was like, oh, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, you're missing out. This game's amazing. The story's great. It's a continuation of the, of the last one. And he, and he was just telling me he, he couldn't have the time to do it. Or or he if he did, he'll play like maybe two hours and then stop. And then he won't play for like a week or so and then come back. And which to him, you kind of forget like where you're at, what what happened. And I am. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a doctor or anything, but I, I, I am getting to a point where like I'm working a lot, a lot more now. Uh, to where uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 getting difficult to to play games, but I mean, to me, um, I know other people might make an argument about video games, saying like you know it's bad for you, whatever, and all this. But like for me, it's 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 a getaway from everything, oh, sure. from work, whatever, because you do get truly, uh, and we're getting to a point to where it's going to become virtual reality. At the you know, you 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 have a new console, to where you know you you enter a whole world, kind uh, kind of like reading a book. But in this case, you're actually controlling a character and you're immersed in this world, whatever it is, medieval, uh, supernatural, fantasy-type world, and you're just immersed in this uh, unknown reality that you didn't think would exist and you're just involved in the story. And you know, it, takes you, it takes you away from like the stress of the real-world bills or adult life in general, I guess. <laughs> See, that's, that's how I saw the video games when I was younger, which is, which is why Zelda, you know, I, we always come back to Arcarita. At least yeah. I do. You know, like the you know it's the the evil world out there, and only one person can save, it, and that's you. And then you with your you know chosen one you know being and all that, all the everything lines up, and you're put in these situations that you have to overcome, and it's like so dark and so scary and evil. And you know when you're younger, you're playing things like the Forest Temple, right? Like. The, the eerie music in the background, the the monsters that jump in from the from the top out of nowhere, and they're all scary looking spiders and stuff like that. You know, you get you push through it, you know, as a kid, and you know you feel accomplishment, right? And then 
everything else that you, that have going on in life just be pushed to the side because you, you're surrounded in it like right there. And that's what yeah. I love about video games. Yeah, and I like I like how it's a good and bad problem of how complex games you're getting to where it's like a whole world you're immersed in. I just love that because it's fun, but also like back in the day, Mario was Mario and it's side scrolling and you can only see so much before you have to like go do something else. But these you're like, oh man, what else am I missing out on? But then also at the same time, like you could just play around like, like uh, Breath of the Wild. I haven't got very far in the story because I'm just like throwing stuff, you know? Uh, I read somewhere that they showed the game to Miyamoto when they first were bringing out the Breath of the Wild and he spent like 15 minutes just climbing trees and they were trying to get him to progress in the game to show him something else but he's like you can climb trees now in Zelda this is great and <laughs> that, that's one of the fun things about how you know games are getting more complex because like you'll find stuff that I mean other people don't even get to you know with the simple things right oh, yeah. yeah yeah with, the, with, with virtual reality there's, I saw a video of this dude he like uh it's like a scary game that he was playing, but he didn't want to progress through the story because all he was doing is picking up the jars and looking at the fluid and the light, you know. Whoa, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel the same thing about being too busy for games, but when I do play, that's my dilemma is that I <laughs> I guess I'm too turtle. I go slow just like having fun looking at stuff. It was to speak of that, um, that's what I'm, I'm actually doing right now with Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, like, like I, I haven't usually like, I'm all yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm truly just exploring the world and discovering new, new areas, new stuff that, uh, I guess I, I didn't have time for Cause like, I just want to enjoy it. Um, and, and just like travel the world and, and discover things. Cause like, I guess one thing is that I think I mentioned is like, I, I don't like, like, as I progress the game and I'm getting close to the end of the game. Now I finally have all this great stuff, great gear, whatever. Uh, but it's towards the end of the game, and I only get to use what I found, like, the last couple of hours. So, like, right now, I'm kind of exploring to see if I can find all the good stuff before uh, completing the game. Right. And and recently, I mean, I guess somewhat spoilers, I guess, on on this part, hopefully. But it's not the major spoilers, but I, th I think it's, it's a pretty cool Easter egg is that I found the full armor and sword from uh, Majora's Mask, uh, Oni Oni Link, um, where he, he basically became OP in the in the game, but but in the, in the, in the game he's, he's he's still a regular Link, but you just get to have that costume and and the sword with it too, and the hey, and, and the sword's powerful too. Oh, that strong one. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm saving it. I'm saving it because I I haven't even used it yet. Because like as you know, I'm pretty sure in Breath of the Wild, the weapon break, and so yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how many times I can use it, so I'm, I'm actually saving it. Yeah, I think uh, they still break in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th I think so, but I mean, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, yeah. I mean, right, like right now for me, I'm just exploring it and, and enjoying the world because it's pretty awesome. My, my, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mind when my weapons break because uh, what I do is I just like the time I enjoy them. Is, is I love using different items, different items. Like I'll take a sword that I find. And I'll combine it with like another source so because they can be longer. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the new one where you can stick stuff together. That looks really yep. fun. Uh, dude, I love that ability. I just just, just make the swords longer and stronger and just 
started whipping the hell out of people. It's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they're like they're playing with physics. Well, I mean, they started doing that in Breath of the Wild, but they took it further. And I, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like I'd say it truly like Legend of Zelda meets Minecraft because you can literally take almost anything and make it into anything. And I'm I'm actually in a a Facebook group of Legend of Zelda fans, and everybody everybody's just posting up all their builds that that they're building in the game. It's really, and it's pretty creative. Some of the things that I've seen in there, like wow, okay, also that's a lot of time. But but I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it. Yeah. Wow, it's more fun for them to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm just waiting for them to. I mean, maybe uh, maybe it's still out there. You can spoil it for me if it exists, but. I'm waiting for you to be able to use the hookshot to go anywhere. Because uh, one, oh. one game I really like and still will re-download after a while is Just Cause. Where you had a grappling hook and a parachute. And you just fly around breaking stuff. That's a whole game. Well, it's got like a, a weak story, but really the mechanic of you being able to like grapple on the things and throw grenades and i guess you had to do stuff with the drug cartel but really i just messed around it's kind of like gta but uh now that i saw they're doing some of the stuff they do on on the tears of the kingdom was already in the the um just cause games because you could like stick thrusters onto things or you could like stick other things together and cause a lot of nonsense it was really fun Nice, nice. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I do want to ask, or at least it's a, a follow-up question to the question I asked earlier. So I know you said Link's Awakening is your favorite game of all time. I guess what makes this game to you? And it, it could be a personal thing. I don't, I'm not, I don't know, but that's what I'm asking. Like, what, what makes it the greatest game of all time to you? Oh, man. Yeah, that's really what was my answer to the question. It was just for me. It's, of all time, I would pick, like, a game to kind of define genres and stuff like that. But to me... I don't know. I think I think seeing the little pixelated link, but also like they had kind of done well with the graphics for Game Boy. It kind of just was uh, inspiring to me. Like I guess one of the reasons I couldn't get away from pixel game because it starts with that little cut scene, and I was like, man, I, I had up until that point not really seen that in cut scenes in a Game Boy game. But like, yeah, link it, gets, when he washed up the shore. Yeah, he gets all uh, shipwrecked, and then. They lead up to the title sequence, and I don't know. I feel like uh, I've actually gone back to play that game because a couple Christmases ago they they released that game and watch, and of course I had to get one. But uh, I got lost because I was like I don't remember how to play this game, and that was kind of the fun of it. It said when I played it the first time, some of it is like Mario where it's cut and dry. I hit the guys with swords. I walk here. I do this. I do that. But then you'll hit a puzzle, and you get stuck. And so for me, that's what I really like because then you'll like, you'll have to get away from the game and think about it. And then you're like, oh, I didn't try that. And you got to jump back in. You just have to try it. And so the way it kind of engages you with the story and the visuals, but then also the puzzles, uh, I think that's what at least keeps me coming back to try the, the next Zelda game every time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, but it's funny about you liking Link's like Awakening is that that was the Zelda game that almost didn't happen. Like I said, it was like a, it was like an off the hours project in Nintendo that just got officially funded. Cause That's originally funny. it wasn't supposed to happen. Wow. That's great. 
Yeah, because it, and it sort of happened to me too. Because my dad was like, "Hey, you want to go in the in the what you call it, pawn shop?" Yeah, sure, let's go. And then I was like, "Well, that's a game for my game, but I guess I'll just get it. It's kind of cheap." Um, it was crazy because it still came in the box and everything. I don't remember if it was like the gold cartridge, but it might have been. I don't know if they did it for the Link's Awakening. I know they did for other Zelda games, but I popped it in and was like, "This was like a hidden treasure." Yeah, uh, those older Zelda games, like the 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 bosses are pretty good too. Like the with the creativity that they put into it. Yeah, yeah. and it's well, I guess it's just my favorite because you'll keep coming back to it, you know. And I still play Mario and other old games that I kind of startled out on, but Zelda's just it's different because I don't know, it it just came at the right time. I'm like, this is my game. Yeah, you got to be like a certain age, uh, right? In order to to push through those games, like like how you're saying about your son, because you know I get my boys trying to play. Uh, they they like watching me play Zelda games, but you know that they don't they don't want to. You know it's too hard for them or it's too scary at some points. You know that I guess they got to get a little older. They're, they're they're young now still. So yeah, and that's part of the fun of it too is that they're so visual that even if you can't play, it's fun to watch somebody else play. And that's that's a cool thing, right? But it all it also kind of taught me that like, hey, try a game. Don't kind of judge it by how it looks or what other people think of it or whether it's in the pawn shop. You think it might be worthless? Like my brother, he tried. He convinced me to spend my lawn mowing money. We went in together to buy this game called Half Life, and I was like, that looks so stupid. <laughs> and we got it, and I was like, nice. why would people pay this game? Like I felt like I wasted my money. And then we started playing, and it was one. I was the little brother that sat beside the computer. I couldn't. I was too hard for me. But Half Life was another one that just kind of blew us away. Where like we did not expect this. Yeah. See, and that's how uh, it, watching people play video games because uh, some people are just really good at it, and yeah. you know they're they're they they play it in a way where it's, I guess, is is you know easy to 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 see and 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 you know watch watch them play which is why you know all these streaming things you know we got streamers here and people people could tune in because you know it's hard to pick up those controls if you've never played video games you know or if you haven't in a while and some of these new ones are so complicated yeah and and you know people people that just like can just pick it up and go go right into it and you know that's what making that's what makes streaming so so awesome because uh, you know it brings other people involved and you know, we're all we're all in this together kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Oh, personally, I like I like watching streaming because they're usually games that I I don't even have that system yet or like my PC is too old, and so it really helps because I'm like, well, I don't think I'll be playing this game until it's a retro game. And so it's nice to be able to see like the new Resident Evil or some you know game that I'm like that would be fun, but I can't play that. Right, right, or or watch people play it and be like, do I want to get that game? Yeah, and that's what I did with Wild Hearts. I was like, I was watching some dude play. And I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. I mean, I wouldn't choose that character. I, I wouldn't choose that build. But but you know that it, that game looks interesting. Nope. And then you get yeah, and uh, I know for, for me like uh, or it's probably because he's he's my brother, but usually my brother because he plays a lot more than I do, but uh, he usually recommends me games and like I remember uh, me like at a young age or at least I say young age, but m- m- watching my brother play a game that 
I, I had no interest in it in the beginning. I just I was just watching him play just for ten minutes. And I was like, "Hey man, what, what game is this?" And he was telling me, "Oh, it's the new uh, Uncharted game, the game that, that comes with the PlayStation." I think at the right. time, I think I think that's the game that came with it, right, Nando? Uncharted, the the first one. I think they uh, made yeah. like a bundle, yeah, the PlayStation Three or whatever. Yeah, it was in the bundle, but they had come out two years after the PS3 was already out. Yeah, and they 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 did that with the PS4 and it's released the uncharted game with it too to get that wheel yeah and 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 for that reason like it made me like try the uncharted game and and after that yeah i was like hooked on it all and i played all the uncharted games after that i was like oh man that that game was pretty cool like i i was surprised that i guess it's not spoilers now like it's been out forever but like in in the uncharted game like there's a part in in the game where you're basically running away from these zombie looking mummified things that are coming after you in, in the cave. I just remember my, my my brother like using a shotgun to kind of like shoot his way out of the cave or something. And I was like, what is that? What what game is this? I thought I thought it was playing Resident Evil for a second. Yeah. He's like, oh no, no, this is Uncharted. I was like, well they had this this part in the game in Uncharted. What game like what's what kind of game is this? And uh yeah, I, I played it and man, I I I guess I I like that. Yeah, I guess it's it's an adult on an adventure looking for treasure. And and yeah, me growing up watching Nathan Nathan Drake grow up too, and uh, yeah, basically yeah, again like you're just immersed in this world where you are Nathan Drake, and uh, you're trying to go after the treasure everywhere around the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Uncharted brought to the table. Is like instead of watching a cinematic, you're part of the cinematic now. Right. See, I mean, for me, like for like PlayStation Three, it's like yeah, you like you like Uncharted sold it for me. Uh, resistance sold it for me, but I think the game that really brought me to the table uh, is I love the Ratchet and Clank series on PS2, and yeah. and when they brought Ratchet and Clank to PS3 with Tools of Destruction, it was like it was like a Pixar movie. It was like a like a Pixar movie brought to life. And as the games go on, like even with the PS5, what sold me on it wasn't all these new games that were coming out. It was Ratchet and Clank ripped apart, and and I'm I'm still about to start that one. I wanted to wait till I got a better TV, but. I've held on to the game. I'm gonna play it and screw it. And but and the game looks fantastic. I mean, I'm so excited that Ratchet and Clank is still going on, and it's that game for play for me for PlayStation. that keeps bringing me back because I'm like, oh my god, it's, 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 this is a Disney adventure almost. Right, and that's yeah. that's one another lesson to not judge a book because I mean we're all fans of like the Mario, you know, the Nintendo characters. And my, we did we were always Nintendo. My friend ended up with a PlayStation, and he had games like that. And he had Spyro, the first one on PlayStation One. And I was just surprised to be like, "Oh, this is really cool!" Like I see why people would get a PlayStation just for this game. Yeah, like Crash Bandicoot and all that. Yep. Yeah, they, Tony's got some good original characters. Oh, I I say they are the kings. Oh. I, I've come around. I have I have a Nintendo and a, or yeah, I have a Nintendo system and a PlayStation, and I I agree. I like them. Yeah, yeah. I've been t- talking to my cousin over here. Oh, I mean, can I can I get can, can you raise your hand over here, please? You know, uh, here I am. He's been stuck on Xbox for years, and I'm like, man, you're missing out. They just got a new Uncharted game. They got a new Ghost of Tsushima game. They got The Last of Us coming out. And, and oh, oh, they got Spider-Man. Oh they got God. Spider-Man. Wolverine's coming out. And then he's all like, hey, but we got Halo. 
And I'm like, I'm like, all these games that, that I mentioned have, have all been either nominated or have won Game of the Year. And they're all like PlayStation yeah. ex- exclusives. And everything that's, but just, just saying, everything that Sony announced last week at their showcase is going to be on Game Pass, you know, next year anyway. So, you know, we're not losing too much. That being, that being said, I, I do have a core memory from my brother who was an Xbox guy for a long time. And I think he still is. He couldn't get away from it either. That, oh, that, that first Halo game, I was, yes. again, we were, we were older, but I was still the little brother watching the big brother play. And it's like you said with the zombies on Nathan, you know, with Nathan Drake, he got to the hive. And I was like, this game is unlike other, other games. And then he said, you know, I need you to co-op with me, bro. We got to finish this mission. Yes. And we're in that warthog escaping the hive. And I mean, I have before, but that's one of the moments where like we cheered when we beat that part. The two of yeah. us were like back slapping, like we actually made it out of, out of combat. We were like shaking hands being like, I love you, bro. We made it out. <laughs> so yeah. Hey, that's what I love about that right there. I do love that. I love that. That's one of the core things about game that i love no matter what system you're on yeah yeah you you're, uh, these are the worlds you can visit i mean these are just worlds you can experience i mean you could you can go grave robin yeah. and treasure uh, uh, uh treasure hunting with nathan drake you can go swinging around new york with spider-man you can go save the mushroom kingdom that's you know, right it's whatever you want to play on and, and, and enjoy it that's what so i don't feed into the whole fanboy wars it's like you like what you like uh, if you do eventually join the PlayStation side, join it. Come on, have fun. There's games there. Join the Xbox yeah. side. There's games here for you. It's fun. Oh, no. On the Switch, on the Switch, you join the Switch, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. About no, about the Switch because like I've been I've been late, late to the party on that. Uh, and I know you recently just picked up Breath of the Wild. I just played it last year. So for for, for me, I just I just had to wait one year, and then Tears of the Kingdom came out. And I'm like, all right, yeah, like perfect, perfect timing. Yeah. But I already quick. offered to buy my son the new one, but he said we shouldn't because he already finished Breath of the Wild just a week ago or so. But he said I haven't even started the DLC. I can't start a new Zelda game. The DLC is pretty good. The DLC is pretty good, but but I will say Breath of the Wild doesn't actually start until you get to Master Mode. Yeah, and on your recommendation, I just restarted it on Master Mode. But again, I've been busy to play. Uh, yes, but but but, but I want to add. I want to add. Okay, VR, y'all, it is a game changer. It is completely its own thing. That, that you know, fun. this thing is crazy. On that note, I will yes, one thousand percent back up throwing. So like. I know everybody talks about VR, but the bubble and, and maybe try to at a theater, uh, you know, because they usually have something where you can play. But right. this one, this one that I played at Thonio's house, because I, I went to his house, he had it. I went over there and he like he let me try it. And you know, I'm like, oh man, what, I don't know what the big deal is. And I put it on. This is on the PS5. Yeah, the PS5. Yeah, the PS5 yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and man, it was amazing. I was like super impressed by the subtle details on like so I, I forgot what game it was but they're very technical and very detailed on like on on using particular weapons like it isn't like yeah you're out of ammo you just hit a button you reload automatically no you manually have to release the magazine out of the weapon 
get a grab another one, put it in, pull the chamber, depending on on the weapon you're using, and then you're exactly. ready to go. It that was amazing, and then the chat. And then, and then you're you're moving around like you're basically like you look anywhere up down left right behind you you're in this world, and and I mean I I couldn't believe it like at, at, and then after playing it I was telling Tony man I know it's expensive, and I might not have time for it, but yeah. I I think I think I have to get one because and and then he let me play that uh, Horizon game and then oh man that one right there I. I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I've, it truly is. It's instant, isn't it? It's yes, yes, it is. Yeah. And and it's it's very cliche to say, but I'm going to say it. I truly felt like I was immersed in the world. And then you get to see the actual character, oh, yeah. the main character in the game, and I'm seeing her, and I'm like, oh my god, that's her right there. I mean, I I, I literally felt like I was seeing a person, like like in front of us. I was meeting. Uh, you know Jennifer Lawrence or Toby Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, like right in front of me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I don't know if Daniel saw my reaction. I was like, "Hey, oh my god, that's the character, that's okay. her right there." And I, I was just surprised that like that's how tall she is, that's what she looks like, that's how that's like I guess if we were to meet in person, this is how I would look like you know my height and size and how she would look like her height and size, and I was like, "Wow." And it made me think about all the other different characters I want to meet in the world of virtual reality. Leon Kennedy, you know, Nathan Drake, obviously Link. Um, I was just like, oh my. And, and this is just the beginning. I mean, in the future, yeah. I mean, we could be, like I said earlier, uh, a step, if not a couple of steps closer to that uh, Ready Player One type of movie, but into oh, reality. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I tried VR and, and it was. It was just like the Oculus. I'm, I've heard about the PlayStation VR and it's pretty powerful, but already I was just playing like there's stuff you're supposed to do, but I was kind of like that guy with Zelda. Like I was just climbing the trees. I was just throwing stuff and like just playing. Taking stuff up and breaking it, dropping it and breaking it. Oops. Yeah. Oh, that, that was me. <laughs> but can I pick up this cup? I can't I pick it up. Oh, I dropped it. Oh, it broke. Oh, shit, it broke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and I was I was curious on like like when I was able to pick up things, I was like, wait, can I throw this? Can I throw it? Oh, like, oh, and it breaks. And I was like, can I throw it at somebody? Uh, and, and I I'd throw it, I would throw it at somebody, you know, character, and they would just kind of like literally like just throw put their arm up to block it and it breaks on them. I was like, well, this is amazing! Wow, man, I, I don't know, I I loved it, and, and yeah, uh, I mean, I might have to get it because it it was super cool, very cool. Yeah, I was talking to Michael about it. Uh, he was talking about some some was it a a book you read or something where somebody like uh, I guess in the future you can like play through like a movie or something like that. Uh, like, yeah, that that's in the the well, it's in Ready Player One the movie, but in the book they talked about that because one of the challenges they have to do is use VR to kind of put themselves into their favorite movies from the eighties, but as the character, so they'll play as. Uh, what is that guy's name from uh, the movie War Games? And you have to like remember the lines, and you like walk through a scene, but that's the game. Yeah. Or in the book, in the book, he's like, "Is this the future of video games where people will be able to just become their favorite movie character, and you get points, kind of like Guitar Hero, where you stay on script and you do what you're what they do in the actual movie at the right time?" Mm -hmm. And I think they could do that with VR now. That'd be pretty cool. Now, yeah, you know, you know, you know, I'm gonna say skip VR. I want the holodeck from next generation. That's what I want. That's probably what's next, man. What is that? 
That's like VR, right. but the whole room, no goggles. Okay, the big what? gimmick of uh, one of the big gimmicks on Star Trek: The Next Generation was they have this this deck on the Enterprise called the Holodeck, and and it just made these holograms. Like you can do books, you can do simulations, and some of that. They just, uh, yeah, I was like, that's what I want. Yeah, it's it's right. it's kind of, it's kind of like the the training room from X Men the animated series where they would train in they they go into the simulation oh, room yeah. and and they would, oh, yeah. it would create these sentinels and that's where they would train and it's 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 kind of like 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 that. Okay, dang man, I'm gonna need a bigger space. Holy crap! Yeah, that's what and, people did on the Star Trek is just that the they do for fun on their day off is just mm-hmm. reserve time on the holodeck and just play. So it sounds like you you've read Ready Player. So you read the book Ready Player One. I did. Did you read the second? Yeah. I did. Uh, I didn't like it as much. Maybe it's because mm-hmm. the first one was was fresh, and maybe yeah. other people had a different opinion. But maybe it's like uh, you know Link's Awakening. I just liked it because it was the first experience and it was new. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So I, I I read both books. I I, I agree with you. Uh, I think the first one was better, but yeah, I do agree because it was like a. I liked when I first read the first book how uh, it was referencing a lot of stuff that I grew up listening yeah. to and playing, and I was like, I know what they're talking about, and I, I'm trying to guess it. And I had people with that I would read. I even took it to work to read, and I, I would ask yeah. a friend of mine who was a big biggest Rush fan, and they referenced Rush in there, and I would ask him, Hey, there's just I forgot what it was. It was some quiz, some question in there. And ask him, what is that? And he would tell me, and I would read it. Boom, there it is. It's like, oh my god, you're right. And you know, it was, it was yeah, uh, that's super cool. To like go into one of the the posters from Rush. There's like this time temple or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, there was a lot of good references in there. And I like how it was kind of '80s. The '80s, the whole decade was kind of, you know, they were searching through the archives, and the guy knew all this. Uh, obscure stuff. It made me go and look up some things. Like he was talking about this old Japanese Spider-Man show, and uh, he uses like the character in the game, like in the VR world, he uses the, the vehicle from that Spider-Man or Spider-Man. And uh, I was like, I gotta oh, yeah, see the show. Polio. Yeah, Leo Pardon. And it was just so cool. I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I went and go, went and watched it, and it was perfectly cheesy. It was just like, huh. he talks to this little spider who's just like standing there. It's great. Yeah, I remember a lot of the references for, from there. And I, I'm sorry, guys, I don't know if you have you ever read the book. I mean, the, the book's really good. The movie's yeah. good, but the books, I mean, like, like anything, move, the books, it's got to be boring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, every time people talk about the future in any video game or any movie, the future is the 80s. Yeah, right. Including yeah. the music. Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> yep. That's great. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I guess we're running out of time now. Yeah, yeah we're, we're we're actually like pretty close to an hour now. Like, I mean, but this was a good a good conversation. Uh, Turtle, aka Michael. Thank thank you for joining the show. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, both of us and uh, and and James, I guess uh, uh, if you're ready, you can just take us on out. Okay, I guess I will. I will head us on out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, and I hope you enjoyed. Let's us walk down memory lane of our video game experiences, and I hope you guys uh, were able to reflect on your uh, your past video game experiences and hopes for the video game future. You know, um, 
But yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to uh, Shadow Alchemist X. I just want to say once again, thanks for your support and we love you guys. This is why we do the show. All right. Thanks for checking us out on our social media pages, especially Twitch, which currently I'm playing through Ghost Wire Tokyo. Almost done with that one, I think. Probably. Oh, hell yeah. And check us out for some more gaming this weekend. Maybe some Fortnite. Guys, maybe. Okay. I already got a download. I already got it. I'm ready. I'm never okay, playing it, but I'm going to try it. Just saying. All right. Then the, the guys will be on with, the, with, the, with me. And as always, I'll be playing some Fortnite. Uh, I will. I will install it tonight. Yeah. And as always, the uh, se toma el agua. I want to kick it over to Phantom Recon for his uh, words of goodbye. As always, yo, thank y'all for joining. Uh, again, check us out on unsunggamers.com. Check us out on our social media page. And as always, you know, if you ever want to join on the show and talk, you know, come come on the show. You know, appreciate Michael and AKA Turner joining the show. It really lots of fun. And until next time, you know, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. I was so switching over to Red Dragon, AKA Antonio. Come on, man. Give us some words, some words of goodbye. Man, you know, all these new games coming out, everything's great and everything, but you got you to give it to the ones that paved the way. Those old school games, all, all the work. And all that love and passion they put in, you know, with the with the limited technology they had back then. So we got We always got to give props to, to the ones that came before us. And last but not least, Turtle has been a good blast having you on the show. So we're gonna go ahead and throw the spotlight over you. Say some uh, say some words of goodbye to the the Unsung Gamers universe. All right, it's been fun. Like I said, uh, I agree with uh, Antonio. You can't you can't skip the old games. Never never judge a game by its cover or by its uh, publisher is always something to play. Even if you're late to the party and you just started the Zelda game from a year and a half ago, uh, there's always something to play. And we may not have as much time now. We got adult responsibilities. We don't time. Just to eat it a little bit here and there. Uh, escape from regular reality. Until virtual reality becomes everything and we get attached to the matrix. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, uh, like like Jose said, follow us on our all social media pages. In fact, uh, join us this weekend. We're going to be playing some Fortnite, apparently. Apparently shoving down our throats. Not the <laughs> So we're all going to be playing some Fortnite. Uh, so be sure to tune in to the Unsung Gamers Twitch channel. And also be sure to stop on my channel on the uh, Butter Biscuits uh, Gaming uh, on Twitch TV. Uh, you can see both sides of the action and uh, hopefully we'll have some really good times. Until then, I want you guys to stay awesome, stay cool, and uh, we're the Unsung Gamers. We're saving the world one game at a time. Bye.